if you thought that this side is the mic this and this side is the mic, then why? What matters? Because it's facing out in a, like a little angle. So I thought maybe the angle would get it's a facing more down. No, it's facing up and to the right. It's facing up this way. The mic is facing up. This is the mic. In this it, side, you're facing down. Everyone knows when a direction is pointed, it's it's facing that direction. Yes, from this side. <laughs> it's pointing it's out and away no, from it's us. not. The mic yes, is, is over here. I'll show you because you're being an asshole. <laughs> the mic is. Oh, look, you can see it. Oh, but it's on that side too. No, that's the <laughs> back of it. <laughs> No, it is not. Yes, it you can't is. see it. Yes, you can. No, see, it's got another screen in front of it. It's further away. <laughs> look. Look how not clear it is, and then look how you can see it so easily. Looks the same to me. Well, of course it does. You're trying to prove your point. <laughs> you can clearly see it has another circle, and this is where it's pointed out. And you also know why I know this, Ben? Because it's my fucking mic. <laughs> you want the fucking instructions? They're right down there. And if this doesn't make it in, I don't know what will. Welcome to Hollywood Highlights, where we watch everything so you don't have to, and we hope you have a laugh too. This is with Benny and Avery. Welcome, Avery. Wow, that was good. Thank you. I'm impressed. So am I. Did you write I... that yourself, or you got a ghostwriter? <laughs> that was all by me. Was it all by you? <laughs> Somehow. Um, welcome. So this is a show where, as I said, we just talk about movies that we've seen, um, and then we talk about it, and then we talk about whatever else we end up talking about. Because we like to talk, and we like to we like to have a good back and forth, as we usually do. Just. No, you like to have a good back and forth. I, I like to just have a good forth. <laughs> yeah. I like to just say things and the people disagree with them. Avery doesn't like having an opinion against him. He likes having No, absolutely opinion. not. Because <laughs> I'm never wrong. Yeah, you're course. trying to prove me wrong. It doesn't make any sense because I'm never wrong. Of course. You know, And people always try to prove me wrong and I prove right. And they prove me right. And I look at them and I go, I'm never wrong. And they go, <laughs> they roll their eyes and they walk away. And I'm like, it's too bad you're my boss. <laughs> or I have some choice words for you. I hope you would have gotten fired by now. Oh, I wish a nigga would. <laughs> as hard as I work. See, people, what they don't tell you is you can be an asshole if you were good at your job. Now, if you suck at your job, you'd be the nicest person on the planet. Right. If you suck, you better be really, really friendly. But if you're good at your job, you can sit there with a brooding face with a sign that says, fuck off. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people that suck at their job that they, they deserve very, very rare. Especially in this industry, the film industry, to find somebody that actually wants to be there and is good at their job. Yeah, that's rare. what I find. So the first movie we watched um, is Indiana Jones, and I forgot the rest of the title. Do you know, know what it's called? So, so, I do have a question. Okay. I have a question. Shoot. Why the fuck is the movie called The Dial of Destiny? Whose destiny was in this movie? <laughs> the destiny of... The doing? Dial of Destiny. So what if it's like... The Dial's Destiny. The Destiny of the Dial. That's what it says in the title. Why does the Dial have a destiny? We give inanimate objects destinies now? Yes. That don't make sense to me. <laughs> okay. It kind of makes sense in the story when you think about it. Um, so we're well, don't think about it. <laughs> okay. It doesn't make sense to me. What did we just say? <laughs> no one disagrees with me. <laughs> I don't like it. He said that like, we're going to stop it right now. <laughs> he said it like you're so hurt. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you're channeling all your pain. I don't understand it. I really don't get it. <laughs> um, so we're not going to try and spoil this movie for you because it's... And I, because <laughs> don't say we... But <laughs> <laughs> tune off now. <laughs> we're gonna try. Um, so this is like a masterpiece, Avery. I mean, we were talking about this afterwards. It's a well-crafted story. Um, the character is, of course, beautiful. Um, the very as well as the side characters that they introduced, which is what's her name, Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Waller Bridges. Phoebe Waller Wally Bridges. Um, she's great in it. So is that kid who I don't remember his name. Um, I don't have him right now. Yeah, neither do I. No, I, I, I do, it's probably he was good. He was very good. 
Um, it's a great cast, great story, um, a lot of twists and turns. Um, but I just think the bad guy could have been so much better. He, if they gave him a little more of an oomph, he, he could have had a lot more power and it could have mm-hmm. made him so much stronger. Yeah, I think it's tough because uh, they were trying to make the guy powerful, but not too powerful. Yeah. Because Indiana Jones doesn't have any superpowers <laughs> and does not know how he's not a fighter. Like yeah. He does not train. He have never been. Didn't serve in the army. You know they always use that excuse for for heroes and not superheroes. Like, oh, I, I served in the army. So then he just gives them the excuse to be like the baddest ass on the planet. <laughs> they went on a tour in like Afghanistan, and all of a sudden they know like ten types of karate and could take like punches from everybody. I was like, my God, what, what, what were you in the Marines? Like, Jesus, like this man, Chris Hemsworth in the movie Extraction. You ever see that? No. It's on Netflix. He just made a sequel, and that man, he's he's like a hitman for hire, but he served in the military and he killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Military must use him on black op missions. That man was just too much. Speaking yeah. of too much, The Expendables 4 is going to come out. And I'm oh, so yeah. excited. That trailer happy. looked really That makes cool. me happy. I don't say it looks cool because you look at me and say it didn't look that good. <laughs> You'll be lying because the camera rolling. <laughs> See, I grew up on it. We grew up on The Expendables. You didn't go see The Expendables when it first no. came out? That was me and my dad. We were in that movie front row. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Stallone and, and more Stallone. And Stallone, <laughs> Terry Crews was in that. All in Jason that, Statham was in it. Jet Li was in it. Is that the one with Sylvester when he has like the? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Rambo. Never mind. You are thinking of Rambo. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, back to Indiana Jones. Um, listen, James Mangold, he doesn't film often. Mm. He, his last movie was Ford vs Ferrari, and then Logan. Those were his last big movies, and they came out with 2016 or 2017, and then Ford vs Ferrari was 2019, 2018. So he doesn't film often. This is 2023. Of course, this movie was probably filmed before the pandemic started. And they pushed it. Um, I was going to say, they probably, yeah, that as well as the fact that this is a huge IP that he now has power over, so he wants to make sure it's not rushed. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. and Spielberg was offered this. Oh, really? And he turned it down because he said, I'm too old to direct this. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, he wanted somebody younger that had a different point of view and actually had the energy to do it. Because like you said, the blockbuster movie, it's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And I think he pulled it off beautifully. The he nostalgia. Did. First of all, I do think the inciting incident was a little too long. Mm-hmm. It took a while to get to that opening title. Like it took a minute. Yeah, the, it, it took a minute. But they were they were on the train, the whole sequence, the whole thing. And then he had to find the you know his friend. And then the friend shot him, and they were fighting Mads Mikkelsen, and really only punched him in the face. And but I, I thought that, throw you into it really quickly too. Yeah, it it really jumped you in. But it, it's like it, they were going after the lance instead. Of, it wasn't even about the dial, but Mads was looking for the dial. So it was, it was a lot they were trying to explain. I think simplifying that would have helped. They didn't really need the lance at all. They didn't need the lance at all. No, they could have cut that out immediately. No, and they, it showed up at the end when, yeah. he was in the, when he was in his bed. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a real lance. It's like a fucking replica. Right. So it's like, and oh, why that, are we... Oh, that's the point. No, that's, that's what gives the bad guy actually his power. His um, uh, So a little backstory on the back, bad guy is he kind of betrayed Hitler. Um, and now he's the new bad guy. And, and the way he did it, they did it because Hitler wanted the lance. And this guy was telling him, no, Hitler, it's a fake. He, does, he doesn't want the lance. Because he was the same guy in the intro who was the yeah. inspector. Or the, uh... He was, the, he was the, the, the physicist that they had hired. Yeah. And he realized the lance was a fake. Yeah. Same time, Indiana Jones realized the lance was a fake. And then, but then he also realized, I think he looked at, he had the dial. Yeah. And he was trying to push the dial on He was Hitler. trying to push the dial on, well, Hitler's guy. Yeah. Hitler wasn't there. Hitler's not in the movie. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which is a very smart choice. A strong choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know anymore. You could do it with Jojo Rabbit. They did it great. Remember that movie? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go see it in protest of the oh. fact that we're bringing, we're trying to, we're making a comedy about World War Two now. That's what I thought too. But I, I, my parents and I watched it during um, COVID, and this is from a family with like three of our, two to three of our grandparents are actual Holocaust survivors, and we watched it because the reviews were great, and we, we enjoyed it. It was fun. 
it's, it's up the mind of the kid. I don't think you should be saying this movie about World War Two is fun. <laughs> but they do. They do it like not. They don't. They don't like poke fun at it to poke fun at it. You know what I mean? It's like right. of the mind of a kid in this world. And so he, of course, has like a imaginary friend that is right. Him. I watched a couple of I watched probably about 20, 30 minutes of it, and I turned it off. It was on really? HBO, and I was like, it's not for me. Um, yeah, you just. But you also just don't like live action comedy too. So that's yeah, and it's just also the principle of like I don't really like Inglorious Bastards for the same reason. Mm. Like stop, and I don't like Django and Chain for the same reason. It's not World War Two, but it's like stop over fantasizing and stop making fun or over exaggerating serious shit mm. that have like Django and Chain is really offensive to me because a white dude wrote it. Mm. And no disrespect, Quentin Tarantino was great. People love that film, but like that film, first of all, they say they say the N word way too much for a white guy to write that. Yeah, way too much. And then it's just like over the top. Everything, the violence is over. The beating of the slaves over. The, everything is over the top. It's like you don't. First of all, you don't got the skin color to write this. <laughs> and then secondly, it's like this is not okay. Yeah. Actually, Will Smith turned it down for that exact reason. Really, Will Smith was trying to. He said he was trying to make the most romantic. Um, love story that he could make and Tarantino wasn't trying to anywhere and they weren't on the same page with that Tarantino was not trying to make a love story about this guy he was trying to make a violent action comedy and Wilson was like this isn't for me then mm. I'm not trying to make that and so yeah so that's why when Jamie Foxx came in and, and I mean the movie won awards it's a big box, box, box office hit but it's just not for me and Glorious Bastards we don't make fun of the Holocaust like that that's not okay mm. just for me that's just not okay but there's certain things you can certain events you can make fun of like Watergate mm-hmm you know, but like this, you're making fun of the Holocaust and you're making fun of, you know, we're going to get Billions. the scalps off the Nazis. And it's like, that's not funny. Mm. You know, that's a little offensive. And I'm not even Jewish. <laughs> and I'm offended. <laughs> so I'm down with my people on the Sabbath. Right. I'll be hanging with y'all. Yeah. I'm supporting. <laughs> Stop Jew hate. Yeah, but James James Mangold, I liked Logan. Mm-hmm. Love Ford vs. Ferrari. Love this movie. I and mean, it's shot like it was made in like the 1940s. Like, they yeah. really took it back. A lot of wide shots. Not a lot of moving camera set pieces. Camera was set. And this flowed so beautifully from scene to scene. I mean, besides the inciting incident being a little long, it did really hit on the character. Like you said, they were deep. They were impactful. Everyone had a skin in the game. I liked the Phoebe Waller-Bridge's twist at the end of the first act when he realizes that she was just trying to steal the dial and yeah. sell it on a black market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that was a good, good way they found it out, too. She, yeah. like, found a mix in her words. Remind me of that. She said something like, he asked her, so you don't remember anything about the oh, last yeah, conversation yeah. with my dad. But then you remember the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it had the tragic story of his, uh, her dad going insane. And then, you know. Yeah. Um, but what also confused me is that his dad wanted to destroy the dial that was driving him insane. Indiana Jones stopped him mm-hmm. and took the dial. So yeah. he wouldn't go insane. But if you let him destroy it, he wouldn't have went insane anyway. So <laughs> I mean, you just, just let him smash it. That would have been the end of the story. I think Indy just wanted it. <laughs> you think he just yeah. put it in the museum. He's, he's just a bit of a clap, though. <laughs> it was like you stole it from me and then I stole it from you it's called capitalism <laughs> yeah, that's I, great I stood up started clapping damn right <laughs> now nah, I'm gonna steal it from her <laughs> that's okay, yeah that, yeah. everyone was stealing it from each other in this movie no it's, oh, that was another note it felt too much like Uncharted well that's because Uncharted stole that whole vibe from them oh really yeah Uncharted came out and the video game came out in like what 2003 2004 and then Jones came out in what 1982 Right. Yeah, they have the right to sound like Uncharted because Uncharted sound like them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they they planted that flag first. <laughs> that whole B movie vibe. You know, Indiana Jones is actually the one of the last B movies they made. It wasn't a serious movie. Really? It wasn't supposed to be. The studio did not give them a lot of money because, wow. like I said, Spielberg just came off with two flops. No one, no one wanted to work with them. Right. And actually, a couple of studios he said offered to make the movie without Spielberg attached as director. Mm-hmm. 
And George Lucas was obviously producing it, and they were their best friends. So George Lucas was like, no, it has to be Steven. Because he was really, really, he was really trying to restart Steven's career. Steven's career was over. After 1942 or 1944, whatever the movie was, they came out, that flopped. Uh, yeah, and so the, they, they, had, they didn't have a big budget and have a lot of time. Because mainly because Steven had to prove he could make a movie on budget and under time. Because <laughs> he hadn't. So they were like, well, we're going to give you less money and less time. See if you can figure it out. And so they had to take corners and cut corners. And that's really how. Like, you remember the scene in the first Indian Jones where the, the badass dude with the swords, like, waving the sword. And Jones pulled out the gun and just shoots him. It was like, we ran out of time. And it was like, why don't we just shoot the guy? <laughs> I, I, I read because that's he was sick that day. He was sick from, like, food poisoning or something. Was he? Yeah, and there's was like, 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 there a whole fight scene that they planned out. And, and um, Indy was like, or Harrison Ford was like, why don't I just shoot him? <laughs> yeah, and it got away with it. Yeah. And it's just like a funny. And this kept that, that same vibe. Of it, yeah. it gets away with some things that are a little ridiculous. Like, the name of the hotel is, like, what? It's, like, Antiqua or something like that. Like, La Antique or whatever. And they're <laughs> yeah. selling antiques. Like, you know. And they had just have a kid being a bouncer of the big high-end room right. like what like why is the kid the bouncer and the real big dude that no one could fight and Andy kept trying to tackle him the whole movie and he couldn't move him <laughs> like, right. that always reminds me of the scene in Sherlock Holmes when Robert Downey Jr. is fighting the real big dude and he throws the, the axe or the hammer at him and the hammer just bounces off his chest you ever see that no you ever watch Indiana Jones I've seen the I mean not Indiana Jones Sh- Sherlock Holmes no I haven't seen that oh no I'm finished <laughs> no I'll do the rest of the show by yourself <laughs> Where the fuck would you, did Dad not take you to movies? <laughs> he showed me stuff like Studio Ghibli growing up. <laughs> Studio Ghibli was new. <laughs> like it was just coming out. No one even knew what that was. No, I mean I saw my dad grew, raised me on like uh, foreign stuff too, on like uh, Kurosawa. Um, so while while Iron Man was hitting the theaters, Dad was like, "Let's go see Ponyo." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to insult Mr. Seagal, so let me stop right now. My dad was like, "We're going to see Star Trek." <laughs> the J.J. Abrams Star Trek not oh. the old ones the new one starring Chris Pine were those good? And so we thought, oh, they were phenomenal they made a little too many they made, first, the first one was really good mm-hmm. watched it a couple months ago still holds up the second one was decent it was more about Spock then they made the third one and they took a little break and then they came back and made it and it was just kind of like I don't know if it was rushed but it was forced it just really didn't make sense mm-hmm. but yeah the first one was really good because J.J. didn't direct the last two I don't think I think he just did the first one did he do that before or after Lost? This was after. Okay. Because he had done Armageddon was his first movie he ever wrote. Mm-hmm. And then he did Lost. And then he did Star Trek. Because Lost was already off the, off the air, I think. Right. <laughs> that went on for a while, though. They did go on for a while. Yeah. I never watched Lost. Neither did I. I tried. I watched the pilot and didn't really get into it. Mm. That's what it sold it. I remember hearing one of our professors, actually. Um, what's his name? James Dean told me that. Um, James Dean? James Dean. That's his name, right? I thought it was Dean Bell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dean James Bell, Dean is the actor. <laughs> who died in a tragic car accident. <laughs> You're the one in a rebel without a cause, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he made the movie big and then he died right after that. That's right. Yeah, not so funny now. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I got real on your ass. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Dean movie. Bell, not James Dean. <laughs> I don't know what I put up with on like a daily basis. <laughs> it's much easier. It's much more fun to be lackadaisical. No, it is not. <laughs> no, it's, I, I like being structured and organized. I got a lot of fun out of that. Okay, well, I like you... rules and organization. <laughs> Everyone do the same thing the same way. No. Stop disagreeing. <laughs> I will not. I never will. You, you got to know that by now. I never will. There was a time, folks, at home, 
where Ben used to throw rose petals on wherever I walk. <laughs> I've created a monster. <laughs> Speaking of monster, monster performance by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. by the way, who does Fleabag. If you don't know who Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, she does Fleabag, won multiple awards for the show, only did two seasons, and now she, she's been away for a while. She was trying to make the movie to, to the Jump the Movie Star, and then COVID hit. Because I think they had filmed this, and then COVID had hit. And so she, she hadn't done much in a while, but she don't need to because she got that fleabag that flea money. Yeah. She was chilling. Her pandemic was swell. <laughs> yeah. That was huge for, like, the two years it was on. Yeah, I watched it after the whole series was on. And I watched it. I didn't think I was going to like it. You know, I don't like live action comedies like that. But actually, no. She's actually good. It was like a mix of drama comedy. It didn't yeah. bring too much comedy. Yeah. And it's like one of that um, self-deprecating, which I just learned what that meant today. <laughs> hey, free so. the writer doesn't know what self-deprecating means. I mean, if the word's over five letters, baby, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? That's why I can download the dictionary app. Thank you, Webster. Holla. How about a shout out? How about a whoop whoop for the Webster, for the Webster dictionary? Whoop whoop. <laughs> Coming in clutch. <laughs> Saving our ass from got that thesaurus on there too. If I want a word for bad and I want to use bad, typing in the thesaurus comes up eight words that sound just that look just like bad. Sound like a sound like a master when you use the thesaurus. You don't think William Shakespeare had a dictionary and thesaurus next to him? He was like, oh Romeo, the fuck does she say next? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is she gonna say? Okay, oh where are out thou Romeo? <laughs> That old English is complicated. Oh you know God. how hard it had to be. God bless him. Because he was writing female roles for He knew we're going to be men on stage. Mm. You know how difficult that's got to be? All right, so I can't show the titty. <laughs> 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 can't say that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know how difficult that's got to be? This is all I need. It's all right. I got some dollar store. First of all, shout out, how about whoop whoop from the dollar store? Coming in clutch, all my notebooks and stuff are from the dollar store. Whoop whoop. This stuff is so cheap though, like this. <laughs> you just got whoop whoop. I don't need book. the most expensive things to write on them, as long as it stays intact. You hear that? That's one intact paper. <laughs> what did that paper say? Go on. What it says Phoebe Waller Bridge. Matt. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Mads Mickelson and Harrison Ford. I only write down the director and who's starring. And you don't have any notes? No, I, I I like to think I like to speak from my heart and my and, and my my honesty. I don't like to write down bullet notes. Oh, oh, it sucks to be you then because then now you're out of topics. Great to be me. I can talk about that movie all day. You want to go into it? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Two notes I have I already said, so I'm out of notes. You have three notes though. No, there's a third bullet. Oh, I'm looking at. Don't <laughs> worry, blank. darling. You're looking at Indiana. Oh Jones. yeah, I'm up here. No. Oh. Should we go on to the next one? Do you have anything else to say about Indiana? I, I do. I thought the nostalgia characters were good. Anthony Banderas and uh, the guy who played the pilot that didn't go with them. Yeah. I thought they were good. Um, actually, somebody we talked about somebody in the theater clapped. They, yeah. they must have been a kid when the movie came out. Yeah. And nobody else know who the fuck they were. <laughs> yeah, there's one person clapping when these, like, I guess historic people came on yeah. screen from the old ones. The legacy character. They call them legacy characters now in Hollywood. That's what oh. we call them now. We're bringing back people from the, from the old series. They call them legacy mm. characters. So like Scream has a legacy cast, or like Courtney Cox is legacy. Right. Shout out how about whoop whoop for Courtney Cox. <laughs> <laughs> With an unfortunate last name and made it work. Whoop whoop. We're Go ahead, Miss Cox. <laughs> yeah. You do your thing, Miss Cox. So when I say it, it's okay. Why? I don't know. It just sounds better. It does. Everything sounds better coming out of my mouth. <laughs> my smooth Morgan Freeman like voice. That's what you think you sound like? Morgan Freeman? Well, not as raspy. <laughs> What's with the attitude? 
He got aggressive. Uh uh, boo boo. Pipe that down. You do not kick. You were nowhere near as close as to the legacy. I'm up as, there. Are I'm you? Up. Give me a National Geographic special. I'll blow the roof off the plate. <laughs> See, now you done fucked up. <clears throat> so, does the two spotted leper is actually very interesting to watch in the wild as it stalks his prey. Because the two spots are actually one spot separated by another bigger spot. So technically, it's a three-spotted leopard. See, I blew that up. Don't fuck with me. You just put five million people to sleep. That's what Morgan Freeman... You don't put a Morgan Freeman something on and go to sleep? No. That motherfucker rock you right to sleep. Go ahead, put on a Morgan Freeman movie at the night. And you be like... <laughs> He's got the most soothing voice. He's got quite the voice. Lucius Fox. That's what he played. Lucius Fox in Dark Knight Trilogy. Wow. Yeah, he was the dude where the dude, the guy found out who his boss, Christian Bale, was Batman. And he was he came to Lucius Fox and he was like, I want, I know who, who Bruce Wayne is. Okay? I want $10 million every year for the rest of my life. And Lucius Fox looked at him and he said, so you think your boss is a vigilante who goes around at night beating up people with his bare hands. And your plan is to blackmail this person? Good luck. <laughs> he was like, I retract my statement. And got up and walked out the room. Cool. <laughs> That's a funny scene. I don't even remember that. I know you don't. Was that in Nolan's? The Dark Knight. Nolan's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just want to clarify. They all have all the same similar names. No, the Dark Knight is the only one called the Dark. Everything else is called Batman. This is called the Dark Knight. It's Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. It's too many names. No, it's not. It's the same name. It's Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Right. Same name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight. It's all the same. It's not. Feels there's Batman, there's Batman Returns, there's Batman Forever, there's Batman Arriving. <laughs> a lot of different names in there. Right? <laughs> you got the add-ons. Right. Okay. The add-ons is what's ah, confusing. Whoop, whoop for Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, we're done with the, no, no. We're done with the we, No, we're done yeah, with the we're done with the whoop-whoop. Three is enough. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should give whoop-whoop to everybody. <laughs> Everyone gets a whoop-whoop. You get a whoop-whoop. You get a whoop-whoop. I'm like Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Aren't I? Just a bit. See? You didn't <laughs> give me Morgan Freeman, but you gave me Oprah. I'm, as fr- <laughs> I'm a friendly person. <laughs> you're not talk show friendly. You're like, you're like Benjamin. Yeah? I can't wait for one day to have a talk show on my own. <laughs> you're going to play this episode first. The first thing I'm going to do is play that clip. <laughs> you like flip off the camera. <laughs> I would never flip off the camera. They find me so much money. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't know. Nowadays, it would get a laugh from everyone. The FCC be like, get them. <laughs> Do they even have any control anymore of what's being said now? Yeah, I think so. No. Yeah. Oh, good for them. <laughs> you ready to move on? Let's do it. I don't even talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah, the second movie. So we actually had a double feature today. Originally, we came in at 11 a.m. to see Teenage Kraken. Um, some plans got switched around and we ended up seeing Indiana Jones after. So we saw a double feature. The second yeah, John. One. <laughs> my friend from work that I was going to go see Indiana Jones with. I will tell him. <laughs> see, I don't like people like that that do that shit. Talking about, oh, let's go on Tuesday. And this motherfucker car didn't work for a week and a half. And then the father texted me saying, I can't make it. How's he getting to work? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Uber or something, maybe. Yeah, I don't even want to know no more. <laughs> my feelings are hurt I had to sit through five hours of movies in a row because your ass couldn't <laughs> pick up the phone it was a good movie T- Teenage Mutant Teenage Teeth Track Kraken 
yeah. <laughs> my brain is so like wired. Just whenever you hear the way for teenage, I go immediately, immediately to teenage mutant ninja turtles. Well, they are making a new one. They have made a new oh, one. Yeah. Seth Rogen produced it. You haven't seen the trailers for that? No. They're actually teenagers. Oh really? Like they're actually they're they're turtles, but they they're acting like teenagers. Like they got braces and they're acting like idiots. Because usually they make them like adults. Yeah. But now they're like. Set it up. Come on. Throw the, throw the ninja star. And they throw the ninja star through the apple on, on Mikey's head and it hits somebody in the car. And they're like, we ain't do it. <laughs> <laughs> they had the song Wild Rider, Wild Something by Lou, Lou, Lou Reed in, in the trailer. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? When it says produced by Seth Rogen, I go like, is he going to be really good or really bad? Yeah. Because Seth hadn't done much. He, he was in that one show about the dude who did the sex tape on Hulu, but that was pretty much it. He hasn't done much since. Oh, he has a show called Platonic with Rose Byrne on Apple. Oh, oh, that's not good. That's not great. No, it's not. And he has no. a show about the pickle dude who comes, who was a pickle brine maker, and he comes to the present day. Yeah. I don't even know that. Exactly. When was Sausage Party? Because that, that was his big hit. Like 2011? Really? <laughs> that came out when I was in, like, what, high school? Middle school? Wow, that time fucking flies. It we'll didn't see. fly in the Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken. <laughs> no, it didn't. That not. whole movie took place in like a week. Right. No, it took place in like three days. And that was my problem with the movie. I and I was explaining that. it. It was just like, it moves way too quick. The pacing is off. Yeah. The pacing of the movie is off. I think its tone isn't completely there. It's like, it's trying to be a mother-daughter story, but it's just not a mother. It's, it's like her, like, but it's also a coming in of age story, but it's also a fulfill your destiny story. It's a lot of different stories that they're trying to pull off. This is a DreamWorks animation movie. Who I can see DreamWorks getting desperate because Lumination works for the same company and is kicking their ass. <laughs> right. Like, Illumination! Like, <laughs> yeah. They're kicking their ass. They are. And DreamWorks hasn't done The Bad Guys. It wasn't, wasn't a huge hit. No. It wasn't that good of a movie. Uh, Puss in Boots was great. It had a huge run. It made a lot of money for them. But that's going back into the IP, trying to do new IPs, which Illumination is blowing the roof off the place with new IPs. Yeah. And trying to compete with them. And they just, this is, it has so much more potential. Yeah. So much potential. It did. Like, the, the story was there, but it was, they could have just, like, take, taken a little more time. To they could have taken it. a little more time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it really just, I mean, the mother character. So, Ruby Gilman is a teenager who is blue. Mm-hmm. But is passing as a human as she's blue. Yeah, they make a joke about it, but it, it's like it didn't. Yeah, you know, it you, doesn't you did explain it. I, it doesn't. I, it kind of passed it. for me. I liked it. You didn't realize it's that nobody was questioned. They said, "Oh, we're from Canada." Yeah, and they just like everybody in Canada is blue. <laughs> yeah, and they just they ain't bother to Google that shit. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I think it's they're playing, playing off the joke of South Park, where all the characters in in South Park's Canada, they like their mouth is moving up and down, their whole head is moving up and down rather than like their mouth moving. How is this playing off that? I don't know. Because Canada's You don't even though, know. Canada's different even though it's not. Okay, well, that's not a South Park original. Yeah, it is. Everybody makes fun of Canada. Do they? Yeah, everybody makes fun of Canada. Bob's Burgers has a whole joke about Louise hates everybody from Canada. <laughs> Does she? Yeah, she has a whole joke on one of the episodes. Like, enough with Canada! Because <laughs> a guy comes in and Bob was like, remember that guy came in yesterday from Canada? And he told us all about that country? Because Linda then was finding her job boring. And Louise was like, enough with hate that country. <laughs> Everyone jokes about Canada. And the healthcare and all that stuff. There's well, so many jokes. Burgers came after South Park. Yeah, but it's not just a South Park thing. <laughs> like, I, you South Park fans, very self-absorbed. Okay, I'm not so self-absorbed. I'm I'm a world-absorbed person. Like, I'm very well-traveled. Are you? Really? I've been to Mexico. <laughs> Whoa, Arriba! Mexico. How about a whoop whoop from Mexico? <laughs> Should we do a whoop whoop? <laughs> We're okay. Okay. Mexican will live without our whoop whoop. <laughs> will it? <laughs>
<laughs> so back to Teenage Kraken. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, so far, this is its um, second weekend or first weekend? First, I think. This I think, I think they both came out this week. Yeah, so they made $2.1 billion so, uh, $2. 1 million so far. I mean, I don't know the budget. It had to be up there around 150 I couldn't find the budget. Uh, no, animation like that is super expensive. It was very smooth. Yeah. Very smooth animation. Yeah, it had the DreamWorks style to it. I just didn't like the fact that, okay, so she was skinny and she had no spine and she showed that all the time out in public and nobody questioned it mm-hmm. and for as a family movie as a kid movie so you don't think too much into it but then their problems on a boat yeah that was kind of in a town where the history of ships being sunk is like up there and your, your prom is still on a boat yeah you had to susp- suspend a good amount of doubt you that. had this and then the 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 captain was overdoing it for me i they liked him, him he too was cute. Much. you thought he was cute I the crab was, was a little much it's funny about Bob's Burgers. It reminds me of that character when they were trying to find the sea monster. The, like, the lady that Louise and her friends find. Oh, the wharfy chick? Yeah. Who was the photographer and that's, lost her mind? That's, that's, just like, that's just like how those characters are. Those ones who are like out searching for this mythical creature. They're always like batshit crazy. And they get upset. I think they, they overused them a little bit, though. Mm. I felt like he was too important to the story. Mm-hmm. Because in the end fight, he ain't do shit. <laughs> right. So don't set this man up. He ain't gonna do nothing. Right. Yeah, that would have been nice if they added him into, like, the actual story rather than just, like, being a quirky kind of... Yeah, because you already had the crab trying to be funny and then the guy was trying to be funny. It was a com- it was comedic relief on top of comedic relief. Mm-hmm. And it was just too much. It was just it took away from it. And then you also had the uncle who was comedic relief who came in and who really ain't doing anything. Right. And then you had the brother who was also comedic relief. It was just too... It was, they were trying to be, I guess, too funny. They didn't know what the story was. They didn't know what movie they were trying to make. The story was about the woman. It was, it was about the woman, which powers. How about a whoop whoop for the woman? <laughs> power to the women, but I mean, it was it's it's it should have been more about the mother and the grandmother's relationship. They should yeah. have hint, buckled in on that, and tightened it up, and took out all the noise. A lot of noise in this movie didn't need to be there. Yeah. Like the boyfriend, yeah, didn't he was over the the. I mean, they really the the fact that the daughter of the the kraken I mean, of the um the mermaid. That was a good choice. I liked yeah, her in there. Yeah. But she wasn't really in it until, like, the end of the first act she comes in, which is where right. you introduce your villain. Like, I get that. But then she only had a couple of scenes where she was, like, helping her get her powers or whatever, swimming through the ocean. And that was pretty much it. Like, it was, it was just, like, glossing over. Like, the grandmother was a huge part of the story, and it was kind of glossed over. She only had, like, three scenes before the final fight. Yeah. The mother and her, uh, they had a lot of time together, but it just didn't. It is missing more time. Yeah. You know, like, the father character wasn't strong for me. I didn't like the father character. A lot of people just existed and had no point to exist. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, he's walking around with this huge, clearly not a beard. <laughs> it's guilt. Yeah. yeah. Clearly that's not a beard. <laughs> right. And nobody's saying anything. Like, if they would have made a joke about it or whatever. They tried a little bit with, what's, what's, their fa- what's your face? As soon as she, like, exits yeah, the, the house the first the time. Yeah, the captain pulls up, like, I'm eye on you, Gilman girl. Yeah, that's it. Everyone yeah, that was it. Everyone, everyone else, else just, like, ignored it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it's you have to suspend a lot of doubt. I th- that's kind of I, th- I found it kind of charming. I th- it, it it didn't bother me. I should say it didn't bother me from the rest of the film. Okay, did it bother you? It it did because I was sitting there asking myself like, how is they getting away with this mm. the entire time when your skin is clearly blue? Right. And the skin didn't need to be blue because when they turn the Kraken, they turn in different colors. So their skin could have been white, black, whatever. Like, it could have been... It didn't have to be blue. They were just blue because they wanted the characters to stand out visually. But it didn't need to mm. to be blue. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then her friend group, that wasn't funny to me at all. What's your face? Margot was so, like... 
Just over the top. So over the top. Yeah. Had no purpose. Even the dude with the bangs, you couldn't see his eyes the whole movie. He was over the top. It just didn't. Really? Yeah, he was like, well, I got to, to how many followers on, on my Twitch screen and uh, stream, and now I'm going to post it, and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, mm. why only, are you posting that shit? <laughs> the only one I liked was the other one, the uh, the emo girl. That I knew you were like, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of she, she was like, you things. remember that, that star in Mario? <laughs> that was trapped in the cage and was like, whoa, oh, yeah. the guy. And was so happy. You remember that? Too? I do. <laughs> that was my favorite character in that movie. Yeah, he's I man was like, finally, sweet release. <laughs> and they dropped him into the lava. I did not expect that in that movie at all. No. That was Illumination, they were like, we just going, we just going to have a rated R character right here. <laughs> Kids won't know. Some, somebody it. was writing that and was going through a rough time. <laughs> they was going through it. They was going through it. I'll show my wife. Go cheat on me. Don't leave me take my kids. Don't take my kids. I'm a writer. I pray for death. I'm a death. It made one of the most memorable characters of that memorable movie. But and it's just that emo character in Ruby Gilman. She was just like, if we go down, at least we go down fighting. She was like Leonidas in 300. Remember that movie? And it was like tonight we dine in hell. I was like, yo, I think I was ready for war. She was ready to go. <laughs> Well, look how it ended up for Leonidas. They ain't up very pretty. <laughs> so I pumped my brakes. I'd be like, get me out of here. <laughs> Y'all niggas is crazy. Y'all got waves and shit going on like this. Get me off the boat. <laughs> There's like a wave attacking the boat for their prom. And she was like stood on the sail. Yeah, the she was ready to go. She was ready to die for she that She was ship. like, sweet release. How <laughs> <laughs> about a whoop whoop for sweet release? <laughs> That'll whoop whoop for her. Yeah, whoop whoop. <laughs> Sweet relief is coming for all of us one day. Might as well get used to it. Oof, oof. I mean, how can you not? True. Get reminded of it in the Mario movie. <laughs> get reminded of it in Ruby Gilman. We're <laughs> gonna get these kids ready. <laughs> That's what we on. It's true. It's like kind of in the zeitgeist. It is. It really is. It's very open. Do you know what zeitgeist to... means? I, I I have a. a... Little understanding. <laughs> okay, it's, it's like the guys, pop culture thing. Yes, of like whatever's big at the moment. Where's my Webster dictionary? It defines <laughs> the actual definition. <laughs> it defines the time that like kind of piece of art. So that, yeah, it is in that that phrasing is in the zeitgeist of like we're all gonna die. I think it's due to like global warming and all that probably. Oh, fear, and there's this just a hundred percent agree, and it's also just like anxiety is going through the roof these days. Yeah. With all the social media and everything and all the, you know, it's just like, because, you know, there was a period in time, and we're still kind of going through it, where kids were committing suicide at a very high rate. Look yeah. at the suicide rate of, like, 2019, 2018, 2020. It was, like, the highest it's ever been. Wasn't it for, like, 2010s, too? I remember hearing it on the news when I was in high school. I was like, the, 20, like the Trump on? administration was, the Trump administration was a grand old time for all of us. <laughs> it's a wonderful time to be alive. Great time. It was, it was it was an exploratory time in America. <laughs> it might it may be another exploratory time if he gets well, elected. You, you know what? If he wins again, then you got if you're against him, you gotta you gotta give him his props. You gotta <laughs> give him a whoop whoop. You know what I'm saying? Like if he wins again, it's like clearly he's doing something right. Well, I don't know about right. He's clearly doing something. I don't know about right. If America is voting for him to be president again. <laughs> Like yeah, he's done, people want him to be president. The majority of Americans wanted him to be president in 2016. Well, if he's selected by the what is the electoral, not by the electoral. That's yes, the, the electoral college. Wasn't it wasn't the popular vote? He lost the popular vote, but won the electoral. By like two percent. Oh, nonetheless. Oh, stop it! Come on now. Come on now. We got a Kennedy running now. Yeah, he seems crazy. 
aren't all the Kennedys crazy? I mean, True. Jack was the craziest. He was talking about, let's give the African-Americans rights. <laughs> that had to be the craziest notion on the face of the planet at that time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and his brother was running on the same platform. That's why they killed him. They were like, mm-mm, ain't doing that for me. Four more years of that, mm-mm. <laughs> Took him out. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> he was like one of the most brutal attorney generals, his brother. Really? Bobby Kennedy. Oh, yeah, he locked a bunch of people up. Mm. Those Kennedy, they were going to work. <laughs> they put in that work, bro. They, they ain't want that smoke. That Kennedy, they ain't want that. <laughs> How about a whoop whoop for the Kennedys? <laughs> Even Jackie got her own movie. Uh, Jackie got her own movie. Did she? Yeah, it won an Academy Award for Best oh. Actor for um who? Not Natalie Portman? It wasn't Natalie Portman who played Jackie Kennedy? I forget. I forget who played her, but yeah. No, not Jackie Chan. <laughs> They're the same person, right? Jackie Chan, Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> it was Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was right. Greta Gerwig was also in that movie. Oh. And Peter Sarsgaard. When did that come and out? And John Hurt. Oh. And Billy Crudup. Oh. And Casper Phillipson. Oh. And Sarah Friggin. Let's watch the whole cast. Oh. <laughs> and Sunset Fleet. Oh. And Aiden, and Aiden O'Hare. Oh. And Deborah. I don't like how she spells Deborah. Oh. Spelled like Deborah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's usually spelled. Deborah, it's because Deborah. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Deborah's the short. Mm. And Peter Hudson and oh. Julie Judd. Oh, I'm done with And those. Aiden Weinberg. Keep going. And Brody Weinberg. Oh. And David Caves. Oh. I know I'm only doing this because you're not going to cut all this out. <laughs> I told you to pause today. Right? <laughs> I did not know that. You didn't know that. You didn't think I was Petty Betty? <laughs> Petty Betty today. How about a reboot for Petty Betty? <laughs> Yeah, it? so starring Natalie Portman. Cool. It is cool. Yeah. Little punk. <laughs> <laughs> starring Natalie Portman. So, I mean, yeah, the Kennedys, I mean, yeah, he is crazy. Yeah. But it's good. It's a good thing. Cool. Because Biden ain't crazy enough. No, he needs I, I, I need more crazy. All right, so you watch any watch? other movies? Yeah. Oh, I like how we did that at the same time. So we're on a different wavelength. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> same wavelength. So, so what, what movie did you let, let me Let me let me hear the movie you watch, and I'll see if it's more important than my movie. Uh, don't worry, darling. Oh, that should go last. That's, that's definitely more important than my movie. That's that's like that's you because you have a lot to say about that. You're gonna have a lot to say because that movie is con- one controversial and two a lot to be desired. Yeah. This movie, No Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Andrew uh, Borth. I'm sorry, uh, Berth. I'm sorry if I messed up your last name. Laura Benati and Natalie Morales. A budget of forty five million dollars. Is it still? Uh, I believe it's his second weekend. I, did, I didn't didn't find out much it made, but it's directed by Gene Stubaninsky. That's a weird name. It's unfortunate. <laughs> to say the least. It's on, yeah, exactly. Stupidness. Like, I was with him when I saw Gene. I was rocking with Gene. Four letters, I got you. All that Stupidinsky and shit. <laughs> got all European. Why you like that? That's what it's stupid. Stupidinsky. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. What did you say? Because I'm such an emphasis on the stupid. Am I? I don't mean to. It's, that's a, it's the emphasis. That's a hard S T sound like stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Stupidinsky. That's the name. <laughs> Come on, Gene. I'll, I'll just call you Gene for the rest of this review. <laughs> so listen, I mean the movie, this is Jennifer Lawrence, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. She took a little break. Right. I think her last movie was a Joy or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. That she won an Academy Award for that or nominated at least. And then she comes into this movie. She's married, has a baby, and you know she's older. And the movie was really making fun of her age a lot, which was interesting because 
you know, it's based off of an actual Craigslist post, Craigslist post where the parents were worried about their kids. So they said, we'll give you our car um, so you can have during your college years if you date our son, which really date was in quotation. So we all know what date means. Right. Um, but she was in her well in her 30s in the movie and in real life. So they kept playing that and they played off that in the movie a lot. And they kept hitting on that fact. But she gets the job. So basically, she is a Uber driver who car gets told because her property taxes she's not paying her property taxes on her mom's house her mom passed away her dad didn't want anything to do with her from, from the beginning of her life her dad didn't want nothing to do with her so dad lives, lives in new york city and the mom passed away and she basically stopped her whole life take care of her mom because her mom got sick and now she's trying to pay for this house by doing uber and being a bartender and then and basically it's like i don't know what state they're in but they're in like the um and they're in not long they're close to new york city they're in like a like a massachusetts type type town and it's like a tourist town you know, so like during the summers they're very busy, and during the winter obviously it gets cold, so no people come. So she bartends during the summer. There's a lot of rich families starting to move in, and all the prices are starting to go up. People are trying to buy her house so they can sell it for a big price because rich families. It's basically like, like a white gentrification, white version gentrification. Instead of kicking out black people, they're kicking out white people. Mm. You know, because they're just praising the houses, the prices, and they're raising every prices of houses and all that stuff. And so she's fighting against that and the irs she owes a lot of money and she's trying to make money but then her car gets towed because they they repossess her car which is like the perfect perfect example of what the irs would do you owe us money so we're going to take your car so you pay it back knowing you can't make any money without the car <laughs> right. like it's like perfect but it's a small town and she plays a troubled woman because her flaw is the fact that she sleeps with men real quick but never falls in love mm. and they fall in love with her and then she kicks them to the curb uh, playing, playing the, playing the hearts. Yeah, playing the hearts. I mean, obviously, it's a daddy issue thing, right? Because her dad didn't want her. So she's playing with that, which she will discover during the movie, which was a big part of the movie that I really enjoyed. It was very strong. Was the emotional connection between the characters. Um, they never hooked up, because he was like nineteen, and she's in her thirties. They never hooked up, but when she gets the job, and she's trying really hard to get him to sleep with him, and he's, he's looking for more of a romantic connection than, just let's just f and get it over with. And so she That's has to nice. start. That's yeah. a, good, a good plot point. No, and it really reminded me of a white version of me. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a wholesome, wholesome <laughs> child. You know this. Right. A wholesome person. Mm-hmm. You know, ring on this finger. I need a ring. Okay? Right. So she does. She, so she's trying to, to date him and, and, and date him. But she ends up having to date him. Take him out to dinner. All that stuff. And it, she ends up not falling. I wouldn't say she fell in love with him. But he falls in love with her. And that's where things get tricky. Mm-hmm. He starts talking about he's going to Harvard or Princeton, and he's like, "Well, Princeton is a five-hour train ride, three hours by car. I can come back on a weekend and visit you." And she's like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's not how this is supposed to go, right?" But she does end up caring for him as a friend and things like that. And I, I think the one thing I can say about the movie is it does try too hard to be too funny. Like it's not a hangover type comedy. It's not bust out laugh. It's really like in the beginning, the audience was trying to figure out. There's quite a lot of people in that theater. All he's trying to figure out what it was they thought it was laugh out loud busting hangover type comedy and then when they realized about 45 minutes in that it wasn't that no one really laughed the rest of the movie but it doesn't mean we didn't enjoy it it was a good movie it's just not funny you know it's more of an emotional connection to the characters and emotional connection to what this guy is going through because he was bullied in high school um over a thing that he told somebody that he slept in his parents bed um couple nights or whatever and it turned into he sleeps in his parents bed all every night and it turned into uh, oh he sleeps with his parents mm-hmm. and that he had to actually move high schools in the movie because it was just so bad and that just put him in a shell he never came out of it 
Wow. And so he was going through some real some real stuff that affects everybody. And Why is they like, trying to make it a comedy? This exactly so my point. It's still like not dark, but like so dramatic. Yo, it really touches, especially the time that we're living in. Right. Right. And she's got houses, property taxes to pay and all types of things and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's trying to, but eventually they both end up, he ends up opening up and she ends up moving forward in her life and selling her mom's house and going out to, following her dream of going to California to surf the waves and whatever. So it really, I mean... In terms of casting, was Jennifer Lawrence the right person for this role? Is what they had to ask themselves. If they wanted it to be a laugh out loud comedy, she wasn't the right person. Because you're looking at Jennifer Lawrence, one of those best dramatic actors, actresses to hit in the last 10 years. And it's hard to separate that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it was, it, she did a good job adding depth to the character, but it's a comedy. There really shouldn't be that much depth. <laughs> you know? So it really turned into a drama. Right. You know, it really was a drama. And it's just so interesting how the movie flipped. This is interesting. Yeah, I think they realized that halfway through shooting, too. Because, like, the first half of the movie was trying to be super funny. And then the second half was really just not. It was like, okay, I think they figured it out. Because they really honed in on it. Mm. Um, the, the emotional arc of the characters. Which wonder, comedies don't tend to do. I wonder if Jennifer Lawrence, having been, like, trained in drama, kind of brought that on by herself. Like, they right. booked her for a comedy. She was like, I, I can do a comedy. And then through filming, they realized, oh, I, I can't. I'd rather be, like, she's told, what's his face? Who directed it? Stupinevsky. 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 <laughs> Why are you laughing? Gene. His name is Gene. I couldn't say it with a straight face. Uh, Gene. Uh, and then she told Gene, hey, this, we need to give this character more backstory just because that's the kind of actress she is. And then that's how it went. Yeah, and she also produced this oh, as well. Oh, right. So she was probably realizing as they were going, like, okay, this isn't really that funny. Yeah. But let's, because they're looking at the dailies, like, this isn't that funny. But let's, let's just lean into this. And they really did. And um, a shout out to Andrew Berth who did this thing too. I haven't seen him in anything before. He played um, uh, Percy, who was the the dude that she was dating. And yeah, he did a good job. I mean, uh, uh, it's hard seeing a guy trying to play funny, mm -hmm. but he 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 wasn't the entire movie. He was really just playing like depressed, mm. right? And depressed, awkward kid. And as someone who was, I was never depressed, but awkward kid, you kind of relate to that. And that kind of made some of the situations funny. She was trying to give him a lap dance. He didn't know what it was. He was like, you're hurting me. <laughs> she sat on him and she was like, you're hurting me. But it sounds like a better version of PTA's last movie. Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah. Took me a minute. You're using the abbreviations. <laughs> Everyone uh, calls him PTA from last time. No, and everybody don't call him. No, I'll, I'll stop that right now. <laughs> you stop that right now. PTA, yeah. You say PTA? Everyone and to don't nobody say PTA. What does a parent-teacher conference got to do about this? <laughs> no, no, no one said that. Okay. <laughs> is that what you first thought? Yeah! That's PTC. This is PTA. Yeah, well, the PTA does the PTCs. <laughs> TPT. <laughs> LOL. LOL. OMG. You know? Okay. <laughs> I'm not a whoop whoop, bro. <laughs> no, we're done. We're done with your whoop whoop. <laughs> I'm cutting you off. You're done. Okay, well, the boss said no. Which means I'm going to do it all show long. <laughs> Yeah, so that's no hard feelings for me. I mean, it's 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 a decent movie. Wait for streaming. Mm. I don't want to tank any movie at the box office, but with our five viewers, I'm gonna tell them not to go. <laughs> okay. All right. You have the, you have the authority over them. Of course. Yeah. I'm Avery. Right. The authority over everybody. Of course. Cool. So now, would... go ahead. Oh, you want me to toss it to you? Yes. Why? <laughs> so you're sure I don't do the tossing. <laughs> You gonna signal me like he's like he's an airplane controller. <laughs> it's an easier way to transition if you say, "Well, and then what did you watch?" Well, then what did you watch? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you asked, Stupidinsky. Avery. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Avery, because I watched. Uh, what did I watch?
Don't worry, darling. You watch Don't Worry, Darling. I didn't lock my phone again. I watched Don't Worry, Darling. Yes, you did. (laughs) Yes, you did, boo-boo. Who was in that movie? Yeah, you want me to pitch it? I'll pitch it all day long. Who was in it? Florence Pugh. And? Your name sounds like Pugh. You're done. No. Give me a phone. I'll do the rest for you. You're done. Stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles. I'm sorry, Mrs. Pugh. She, I think she is married now. Is I'm she? I'm sorry. Yeah, she was dating an actor who's much older than her. She got like, a lot of controversy over that. He's like in his 40s. It was Forget his dreams. name. Were you into the Pugh? I was into the Pugh and what's her face? The one in, that was in old. The, the woman that was in old in Last Night in Soho. Oh, I, I'm blanking on her name, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah she's a good-looking woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, you know what? Florence Pugh is, is an attractive woman. I, I will say that. She is. But I'm not a fan of nose rings. Oh. You like nose piercings. Yeah. Not a fan. They look like boogers. I don't like it. You know? <laughs> I can see that. Well, yeah, you can see that, right? <laughs> I can see that. Like, well, what's hanging out of your nose? Get it. <laughs> you know? I'm like, white, you need a tissue? <laughs> oh, that's a part of you. <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, but uh, Harry Styles also in it. Yeah. Is that another one of your future? Uh, <laughs> My future hunk, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I, I'm I'm straight as a pencil, you know. But I can see that. Uh, oh, oh, budget of thirty-five million. Look at you with the research. Yeah, and then box so, office of eighty-seven million. Yeah, I think they're they're what's it called? I think they're um, what was it? Controversy kind of helped that. It gave it free publicity because they basically did almost almost three times their their budget. When it was all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. It was all said and done. That's true. Maybe after like they bought, sold it to to H because I watched it on Max. So after they sold it to them, maybe. Well, it's not a Warner movie. Maybe, I don't know. Because I remember it was one of those releases that was the same day, wasn't it? Because it was 2020. Oh, that's right. It came out during the during the pandemic. Yeah, it was the same day. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I just I went to go right. see it in the theater. Which is even more impressive that it got $87 million Yeah. Because it's, it was the same day. And like you said, no, if you don't know the controversy, well, Shia LaBeouf was originally supposed to play the role of Harry Styles. Oh, really? Yeah, he was originally supposed to play the role with him and um, Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh. They, they, Olivia Wilde thought he was a little too intense during rehearsals. Try to get him to tone it down. At this time, Olivia Wilde started dating Harry Styles. Mm. So Shia LaBeouf, I guess he started hearing through the grapevine that she wanted him to star in the movie in some way, and he wanted the role, and da 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 da. And he kind of got a little paranoid, and like, oh, she's trying to push me out, saying I'm too aggressive when she's trying to get her boyfriend in. Mm. And so that kind of, kind of escalated. And then the rumor is when they were so Shia LaBeouf left the project. Olivia said she fired him. He said he left. Um, he comes, Harry Styles comes in to play the lead, and apparently Florence couldn't find Olivia and Harry on set because they were in the trailer whooping. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And no one could find them, and they would dip away, and then and it's Harry, uh, Olivia, who directed the movie, was clearly favoring Harry, and Florence didn't like it, and her and um, Florence would go back and forth yelling and screaming at each other and things like that. And so it was a very hard film for Florence um, to get through, which is, is, is interesting. Sometimes you go through that. Yeah. Just in production, doesn't matter if it's big or small production. Sometimes you go through it, and it just doesn't connect as director, writer, actor. Don't connect. It's not that chemistry. It's just the chemistry isn't there. Yeah. Sometimes they hate each other, and yeah. they just have to get through the shoot. But how'd you feel about Don't Worry, Darling? <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. It was a good story. Did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed or it. Or did you tolerate the movie? <laughs> I liked the ending. I liked the twist at the end. You liked the twist I liked at the, the ending? Twist. Well, it turns out they were in a video game. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see that coming either. Yeah. I didn't like how she left the video game, though. Why? Because I felt like when she was on the mountain and the cars were driving up the mountain mm-hmm. after her, 
She had way too much time. They, yeah, they, they, there's no reason to have that much tension there. She had way, she was looking around. <laughs> she was taking pictures. <laughs> she wrote a journal entry. Like, I was like, get to the door. <laughs> I was like, like, bro. At that time, I was like, this end the movie already. Don't Yo. Yeah. And then they, they, she parked her car so they couldn't get past it. And then they're climbing up the mountain. Yeah. I was like, how slow do you climb? <laughs> right. But then as soon as she, after five they minutes, they see her. They could have her too. <laughs> By the time she finished sightseeing, they could have moved her car back down the mountain. Like, it just, that was my real big gripe of it. And, obviously, and the scene where Harry Styles is in the bathroom. Or Florence Pugh in the bathroom when Harry's singing on stage oh. and Olivia Wilde comes in. I didn't understand that at all. That's when the movie lost me. I kind of like that because she's like losing her mind. The part of the what's a good charm of the movie is like she's you don't know if she's losing her mind or if she's actually onto something. And that's the moment where you're like you don't know which it is if she's like actually in this like fake video game world or if she's actually in real life and she's like going crazy. And the way Olivia Wilde says, "No, don't, what are you talking about? Do you need help or something?" You know, I, I love that scene. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get it. No. Oh. She's yeah, she's comes in and she's just yelling and screaming at her and Harry's dancing like Pinocchio on strings. Mm. I was like, this is where you lost me, mm. and it didn't it did didn't really recover. I like the red plane part, uh, the red plane story part of it. Yeah, and the lady who threw herself off the roof and all that good stuff. But I mean, it just to me, it just that the relationship between her and Harry and and all that. I think he did a good job acting in it. I think Florence did a good job acting in it. Yeah. Um, Chris Pine did a good job. I thought that character was a little overused and underutilized at the same time. I thought he was everywhere but did nothing. Right. You know? I can see that. Because the whole thing was Olivia Wilde was like the madness of my mind and everything, if I remember correctly. I've seen this movie two years ago. No. no. So she, was just he, a com- she was just a complacent in it. Yeah, she was the one that was like, it, she wants to live there because her kids died in the real world. Right. So she wants to be there to have them again. So she knows it's all fake, but she's okay with that. Right. Um, but yeah, speaking bringing her up, I liked how she did that scene, but I don't like how they switched sides of her where... Like two thirds through the movie is when you have that scene in, in in the bathroom with her, and then at the end she's like, "No, it's all fake. Go run, run, run!" And she's like, she's like trying to keep this woman here. She tried mm-hmm. to like, and she changed real quick. Yeah, like I didn't like that. Yeah, and, and and again, that whole last ending chase sequence was just drug out, way too unrealistic. Like, they, it was no logic. It could have, this movie could have easily kept, could have lost nothing, but still been much, like half hour shorter. Yeah, yeah. They, they they could have done so much better with it, and it's disappointing. It was just, I was disappointed when I saw it because I was really excited to see it. I liked the twist of the video game. That was new. Yeah. I haven't seen that before. But I didn't I didn't like the, the, I guess the pacing of that last act threw me off. Did you feel like it was a little bit kind of like Midsummer? I don't know if it was because Florence Pugh was in it, but I felt the entire time like they were just trying to make a, like a, not a sequel, but like a, re, uh, a second version or an alternate way to say what Midsummer was trying to say. Okay. So we're, we're going to get into this right now. You know how I feel. How do you feel? It's Midsummer. <laughs> You saying midsummer? <laughs> okay. It's midsummer. Midsummer. No, so mo- it's an A. Mid, but some A's are E's. Yeah. Some A's go like eh. What are we in Canada? <laughs> the movie is called. Who directed that movie? Forget his name. Famous guy. Who did um? What do you mean? Which movie? Spaced out. <laughs> the movie we're talking about. Um, midsummer. Oh, that's by Ari Aster. <laughs> Thank you. God, you give me a headache. <laughs> You're just talking about something else like Earth. I was like, what Earth? <laughs> Is there a movie called Earth? I was thinking Earth. Yeah, <laughs> where, where did Earth come from? I've reached the point of crazy where I mix up my mind with reality. I'm like, what? Earth? Like, how do you space out? You were just you were just here. We had eye contact. <laughs> he was favorite. like, when's Earth Day? 
<laughs> I was thinking like I was trying to think of other words that where A goes like eh, and I was thinking Earth is that one? No, because it says an E in the beginning of Earth. Right, but there's an A in it. I understand. I know how to spell yeah. the word. <laughs> That's not the issue. <laughs> I'm very aware. I'm leaving my dictionary out so just make sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely an A in Earth. Okay. I'm glad we, we solved that. You can't even, can't even hear it. It's just the Earth. Earth. Is it the E-A or something? All right, well, you go ahead and pronounce it E-Earth. <laughs> Maybe I will. You walk around the world going E-Earth. <laughs> somebody don't punch you in the throat. Just sound. We talked about this earlier. So stop sounding stupid. What's the sound intellectual? Sounding stupid is more fun. No. Anyways, going about um, Ari Aster. Yeah, I, I thought comparing Midsommar to... Don't worry, darling. Uh, Miss Samar is about a woman who just lost her boyfriend, if I remember correctly. She burned down her house. She lost her family. She lost her family. Yeah. Yeah, she lost her parents. And then she comes out here, and it's like this cult who's trying to get her pregnant, and then she'd make her the queen, da 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 And then there's this movie, which is about a woman who's trying to give birth, but the husband doesn't have enough money, and so he doesn't want the baby, so he puts her in this world so she can have the life that she wants. I can understand the comparison between the two because it is kind of like cult vibes between the two of them. As well as, as, if I may add, as well as like the color scheme of the movie. It's all so bright for both of these. Very bright for both of these. But one of them involves forced incest. (laughs) And the other one involves kidnapping. Right. So yeah, that's pretty much the same. (laughs) Other than that. (laughs) that, I mean, other than I I like the 1950s aesthetic. Yeah. Very much. I like that in Indiana Jones as well, the 1960s aesthetic. Yeah. I just love the buildings and the, the, the dress, the, the attire of it. Yeah. Uh, so I like Don't Worry Darling for that aspect of it. The whole, um, what, what were they in, Norway or Sweden or whatever, whatever of, of Midsommar? Some and Switzerland, I think. Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah. I, 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 don't like, I don't like the clothing uh, aspect of it, if we can get technical. <laughs> okay. The wardrobe didn't do it for me. The costume designer may have some words against, may have some opinions on that. That's fine. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Me and her can go back and forth. <laughs> she does your email, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, don't worry, darling, fell short. It's just that she just didn't know what it was. Mm. And I said that about... R- R- Midsommar? Ruby Gilman. Gilman. No, Midsommar knew what it was. Yeah. That shit crazy. It hit that right <laughs> on a ding. That shit was like nail on the head. It knew, Ari Aster knew what he was making. Yeah. Coming off of Hereditary and that ending, that, Hereditary had such a great two and a half acts. And then he ruined it. The dude walks, the boy walks into the, the, oh, the, tree, the, house. the, the tree house and they're all bowing and he puts the antlers on and then it cuts the black. And we were all in that theater going like, <laughs> uh, are we supposed to like this? <laughs> like it had such like some of the greatest two and a half uh, acts you can have. And then you ruin it because you don't know how to end your movie. I think it was great. Which is why you ain't making shit now, Mr. Aster. <laughs> Learn how to end your movies. Oh, he's making a lot of shit now. What are you making now? He just did Bo is Afraid, but I haven't seen it yet. It didn't, have, never it didn't, heard have, of it. didn't have a big marketing push, which I think was the issue. Yeah, he was at the top of the food chain when yeah. it came to horror. Right. And now he's back at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Midsommar just was disappointing because it was too long. Mm. But don't worry, darling. I don't think it was too long. I just think it was just like, what is it? It, just, it, dra- it dragged stuff that didn't need to be dragged. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's where the movie fell short. I could see that, a hundred percent. There were some moments where I just took out my phone because I was like, I'm not gonna miss anything. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like nothing really is important. I love the opening scene where they're at the dinner party. Yeah, like that was such it's, a good opening scene. It throws scene. you in beautifully. It does. Yeah. It gives all the characters a personality. It establishes the uh, relationship very beautifully, all in a fun, entertaining way. For all you filmmakers out there, young and old. Fun and entertaining. That's like it. That's what we get paid to do. <laughs> That's like it. That's all we, all we need. That's it. <laughs> I can't explain it any better than those two words right there. That and it. 
Well, and feeling. No, fuck that. Fun, <laughs> entertaining. And if people feel, that's fine. But they should be fun and entertained. Well, okay. Okay, Mr. Hollywood. That's it. <laughs> um, let's see what else I thought about this movie. What did you think about this movie? Actually, I didn't really think, I didn't really like too much at the beginning. There were some weird, like, rule breaks. Like, in film school, they teach you, like, don't break the 180-degree rule of hopping the line. If you're, like, if character A is on the left, character B is on the right, you don't jump to the other side to where character A is on the right, character B is on the left. Unless there's, like, an actual meaning behind why you do it. Um, and there's a, a weird cut in the very beginning, I think in that same scene, maybe the scene after, where uh, Olivia Wilde did exactly that. She, like, the camera was here. Uh, people can't see where I'm pointing my hand in the podcast. Uh, the camera was on the left of the actors, and then for some reason, like, without any movement, it just cut immediately to the other side. It was super jarring. And they did that multiple times. It was weird. A lot of well, weird rule breaks like that. That you know what I you know I have to take your word because I haven't seen that movie in two years. Okay. So I can imagine, but I just sometimes don't make you do that on purpose. Yeah. Right. Obviously, there has to be a purpose. To just to sometimes I mean I, I remember that opening scene. It was supposed to be like fun house party, quick cuts, jumping, and like, there was multiple lines because there was multiple characters. So she yeah. might have been no, trying to get everything. This was a moment I think in. maybe at the end of the party or like afterwards where it was just uh, them two in the house. Two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe she was trying to do it on purpose, or maybe she just, her DP and her just forgot. Maybe. Listen, man, it's long, 18-hour days. Sometimes you fuck up. <laughs> right, true. <laughs> you know, Very and true. sometimes you got to give some people, not the benefit of the doubt, but just, like, understand that, like, yeah, it's hard to keep track of, okay, here's the line. When they're like, can we go home? <laughs> I want to go home. Miss Wild, Mrs. Wild, can we go home? I literally was getting a lecture by 81 times because I had a, a scuffle. We'll call it a scuffle with the key PA on the set. And he was like, all right, let me get these people out of here. <laughs> like, that's his job. Sometimes you got to break a line. Right. Get in the fuck. I'm going to go home. Yeah, 100%. But, and, and sometimes they make a mistake and it does take you out of the movie. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes it doesn't. Maybe it had a purpose, probably not. Who knows? Maybe it does had a purpose to her. Yeah. And she did Booksmart before this, right? That, that, that was her. Did she do Booksmart? Yeah, that was okay. Olivia Wilde. So right. I trust Olivia. Just a little less at the scene. Don't worry, darling. But I like Booksmart. Right. Though Caitlin Dever's performance pretty much carried the movie. Was that she the was the star. One? Yeah, she was yeah. the skinnier star of that. She also was in a great show called Dope Sick about um, Oxycontin. Oh, yeah. Dope. She was in Dope Sick? Yeah. That was oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good for her. Yeah. She, she was the star of that for sure. Uh, one of the stars. It was on Not Dope Sick. I mean Booksmart. Yeah. 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 yeah Booksmart. Um, but yeah, Olivia Wilde, you gotta pick it up, girl. Come on. Wow. <laughs> wow, let me see what she's doing next. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen gonna, Mrs. Wilde in a while. We're not even gonna know. Well, that I came know. out in what, 2022? It came out in 2021? 2022? She's got some, yeah, she's got Olivia some. Olivia Wilde, uh, next movie. Let's see. While you do that, my, another big issue I had is I wanted more of Margaret, the, girl, the woman that like saw through it and that they were calling her crazy at the beginning. I wanted to see her a little bit more like being friendly because you just kind of see her at you the black see, lady. Yeah, you don't see enough of her before before she gets cut out because I don't feel for her when she's like getting shot off off the roof. Oh, you wanted more of a precursor to that. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to feel something for that. Here's funny. She's actually directing Thomasine McKenzie, who's the girl you were talking about. Oh shit! Yeah, no we way. Perfect. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, Thomasine McKenzie is her name. That's right. Yeah, that's Ben's future wife. Yes. Save yourself for me, please. Save Thank yourself. you. Love you. <laughs> okay, let's not drop the L word. Let's not do that. I ain't letting you go down that path. <laughs> okay. All right. Next thing you know, next time you see it, visit me, there's going to be posters flying all, all over, over the world. It's just like Thomasine. <laughs> <laughs> that point, Ben, I'm going to walk over to you, pull the straight jacket out, and say, get inside. 
You know what's going to happen. Just get inside. Just get inside. Yeah, don't fight it. Don't be a bunch of people in white lab coats standing at the door with syringes and shit. It's time to go. We're going to help you. <laughs> It'll be a good night night. Uh, but we'll see what she does next. Um, yeah, I mean, am I looking forward to it? No. I'm not looking forward to the next Olivia Wilde project. Well, now I am. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't before, but now I am. <laughs> He's like, buckle up. <laughs> My dream girl is back. No, that's true, though. When you see a woman, uh, actually, she have a question, you're like, I don't care if she's in a terrible movie. I'm going to go opening day. That's exactly how I felt about old. Is it? Yeah. I, I liked it, old. Did you not like day. it? No. I watched it on, on, on Max back there when so it was HBO Max. It had a purpose. I had so many issues with it. Did you have issues, I did. I issues with Mr. Shyamalan? I did. Not surprised. Let's see if I saved it. Because everybody has issues with his movies. <laughs> Which props to him because he's he's making his own movies. Those are all. No, he has his own production company in Philadelphia, by the way. I he wrote, makes his own movies. I wrote fucking notes. Go for it. But, but <laughs> let me tell you my thing about M. Night Shyamalan. Do it. Is he's a good filmmaker when there's no expectation. So when Unbreakable comes out, no one knows who he is. He just did, the, he just did the, the Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense comes out, no one knows who he is. He's brand new. Blows you off the place. Unbreakable comes out. Now he's got heat behind his name. Breaks even. Then he goes to do Avatar, the last, the last Airbender. Flops. Then you don't see him for a while. Split comes out. He does a couple movies. But then the next big movie is Split. When he hasn't been a name for like five, six years. Split comes out. Decent movie, right? No expectations. Blows the roof off the place. Glass comes out two years later. Expectations are top of a Hollywood. Everyone hates it. Flops. When there's, he's a good filmmaker. And it seems great when there's no expectations. But when you're excited for his movies, he never delivers. He can't deliver under pressure. Mm. And that's tough to do, which is why, like, Hitchcock and Spielberg and Cameron are at, they're, they're who they are. Mm-hmm. You can deliver when the pressure's at its highest. And everybody, you know this movie's going to get close to $600 million at the box office. You've got to deliver a $600 million movie. That's hard to do. Yeah. And that's why the Russo brothers are not directing Shiznit. They are producing <laughs> everything. Because yeah. when you do Endgame, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. I think they did The Gray Man, was the last movie they directed with Chris Evans on Netflix. Mm. And that was decent. But it's only decent because the Russo brothers are directing it. It's like, because you, you see Russo brothers and you're going, oh, this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen. And you're like, oh, that wasn't it. Mm. You know, because you hold them to a high standard. So when you see M. Night Shyamalan coming off of like a split, like, oh, this is going to blow my mind. Right. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's and a- Cabin in the Woods was the same way. Expectations were super low, so you're not expecting anything from the movie. And you're like, oh, that was decent. I like that. Right. But if if it was coming off another hit, it probably would. If you were really excited for that movie, which no one was, you might have been like, this wasn't it. Right. He, it's hard for him to top his A game. Yeah. You know, because everyone keeps thinking of him as six, six cents, six cents, yeah, which is a great twist, great, boring ass movie, (laughs) but a great last five minutes, yeah, yeah. Like, when he pitched that movie, he just showed him page 95 to 100. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even look at the like, where's my money? He was like, Yeah, look at this. (laughs) He sees dead people and dropped the mic and walked out the room, yeah, which is fine, good for him. Good for him. But yeah, that's a really good point. I haven't thought of it like that. He really is better when he's not, when there isn't pressure for him to, to top his last thing. Right. And, th- and that, that's hard. It's hard to top when your expectations are high. It really yeah. is. It's difficult. It is. That's why Spielberg is Spielberg. Yeah, true. That's why the top game is the top game. But you have notes. I have notes. You did not enjoy the movie. I did not. Why? I thought it was good. You got to see Thomas E. Got to see Thomas E. McKenzie in a bathing suit. That was the only reason. Was that the only, only reason? reason? reason to check it out, see that movie. He saw the trailer was like, yum. <laughs> 
pause the movie right here. <laughs> Screenshot. <laughs> Let me stop before we get banned. <laughs> oh my god. Um, old was not good. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> In the doctor it goes to. There's so many moments where the dialogue was just so unrealistic. Like, one of the kids... What is it with you in realistic dialogue? What is realistic dialogue? You've said that in the last episode. Yeah. You have a thing about people sounding... Dialogue, dialogue is hard to do. Very hard to do. And very very few people can actually master it. Like, what's his face? Who did um, Chicago 7? Who did um, Facebook movie? Aaron Adam Sorkin. McKay. Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin, like writing-wise. Very few people can actually write dialogue really well. So I, I'm kind of like... <laughs> wow! Oh, so Matthew, you seen Jane Danger? That was beautifully written. Uh, <sighs> my not, feelings are hurt. It was good story wise, but not dialogue wise. Oh, dialogue, hurt. dialogue is hard to do. Really, really hard to do. Um, so my, my mind is just like on the top. But like one of the things that just threw me off is like, um, no kid says, "What do you do for a living?" Like you can, t- you get like moments where you could tell a, an adult is writing for someone that isn't their demographic, isn't who they are. It just throws me out, and I, and I felt that a lot throughout this movie. No kid says, no kid says that. No kid says, "What do you do for a living?" They say, "What do you do?" or, or like they say something simpler, like, How, "What do you do for work?" Or they don't say that either, because I'm an adult thinking that. <laughs> I think you have a very low expectations of how kids speak. <laughs> they around some very intelligent kids. Let's say, what do you do for a living? Like, that's not Well, they know I ain't got no job. So they don't <laughs> ask me that question. But I'm sure they... Yeah, that would be a very intelligent question. I, I, I think you... I, I don't know. You're very specific about how you want characters to sound. Because I remember talking to you about... And you didn't like... You don't like how when characters talk to themselves. In yeah. In movies. I don't like when You know, that happens all the time in movies. Because it doesn't happen in real life. All the time. Does it? I grew up. My dad talked to himself all the time. Like, where did I put that damn wrench? I knew I didn't put it somewhere. People like, do that all the conversations? time. That is that not a conversation? Yeah. Like, where do I put the wrench? I put it somewhere. What, what am I going to eat for dinner? What am I feeling? You don't hear people say that all the time. They say stuff like that, but like, yeah, not not like talking to yourself. No, but like, and that's when you're around. Imagine when you're not. <laughs> but that's probably some full on conversations. How do you feel today, no, Avery? Not all the time. Like, not it, you got to select the moments you do because there's a moment where what's his face, um, uh, and just in uh, Indiana Jones where Indy where they're talking about the lands at the very beginning and the guy. The, the uh, physicist says to the people, it's, it's a fake. And then Indy says to himself, oh, it's a fake. He could, he's, uh, could have been enough for that. He didn't have to say it's a fake. No, because I wouldn't have known if he knew it was a fake or not. If he just said, uh. Are you then, really? You don't, can't yeah, pick most, mo- most of the audience isn't going to pick that. People are going to be confused. Like I said, don't let me think about nothing. <laughs> okay. You got me in there for two and a half hours. I better not be thinking. Right. Because if I start thinking, I'm still thinking about them bills I got to pay today. It's rent day. <laughs> I said I ain't paying my rent yet. As soon, as soon as you leave, I gotta log on and lose money. <laughs> You're, so I, you have the privilege of losing money. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to think. <laughs> okay. So, oh, it's a fake and my knee hurts. That's fine for me. Because I know it's a fake and I know your knee hurts. All right, I'm with you. I'm rocking I'm and rolling. Board. I'm rocking and rolling. Okay. I was actually a little confused. It's funny because you said elemental. You didn't like when Dad said, let me tell you the story of how we met. I was actually a little confused when they started talking about the backstory to to the daughter because he well, he didn't say that. He just started going on this story. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple of sentences to realize, oh, they were going into the backstory. Because he didn't, they didn't give it to me. They didn't explain it to me. They just kind of let me figure it out on my own. And I didn't like that. Because then I was lost. I was behind. Idiocracy. I had to catch up. Idiocracy is getting right about society if that's the case. You got everyone's getting dumber. We got to spoon feed it to you. Here you go. Here's your spoon. 
I just don't. It's not that I'm not a smart person. I'm just not a smart person in a blacked out theater when I don't need to be. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm you don't think. Yeah. What am I thinking about? What, 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 what am I thinking about? Putting P- A to B to C together. Why? I do that shit in math class. I see dead people. That's a, that's a huge moment where you got to think. No, it doesn't. You know why? Because they flash back to every moment in the movie and I hate show that too. you what it is. You're like, wait, he sees dead people, and then you start flashing back, and you go, oh shit, he's dead. And then after the flashbacks, that's when Bruce realizes he's dead, and he says, "I'm something." I haven't seen the movie in a couple of years, but like, I'm dead, and that's when he. So he has to realize it. Mm. So the audience actually hears that, realizes it three times. They realize it when the boy says it. They realize it when the flashbacks hit, and they realize it when Bruce realizes it. Right. So that we understood that when M Night is pitching that to the, the to the studio, he's like, "They're gonna get it. Right. They're going to get. <laughs> trust me." <laughs> It's funny you mentioned um, Sorkin. When he pitched the social network, they thought it was too much dialogue. Really? Yeah, he had to convince them that it's going to be fast. Mm. And so, because they were looking at screen time, was like, this is just <laughs> nothing but talking. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's going to be, it's going to go super, because the script was like 200-something pages. Wow. Yeah, it was long, because it was just dialogue. Right. And, uh, you know, he had to let the studio be aware of that. But uh, but also, that is that whole movie, social network, is just self-explaining everything that happened. <laughs> like, that's the whole movie. Right. You know? But in terms of dialogue, I like his dialogue. In terms of dialogue, that dialogue is some of the best dialogue I've ever written. Yeah. Because it's so straightforward. Is it? Yeah. It's raining. That's literally one of the lines in the movie. Really? It's raining. Someone says it's raining? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg says it's raining. Wow. I'm it's raining outside. I haven't seen that since I was a kid, so i got to be watching I it. just watched it a couple weeks ago. Wow. It was on Sling. Shout out to Sling. I like Sling. Sling's right, good. Yeah, good. If you want, you want some nice streaming service, cable, Sling is cheap, like 45 a month. And get cable. That's and you get, like, you're not every channel. Right. But you get the NBCs, you get the ABCs, you get... Um, <laughs> you get all the BCs. Not all. Oh. You get the CBS, though. Oh. Yeah. You get, the, <laughs> get TNT, you get some crazy other channels like Reels and shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody really be watching. <laughs> they be on there anyway. <laughs> but you continue... But the, I like... Did you like the twist in Old? Where it turns out that M. Night Shyamalan was in charge of the whole thing? Yeah. I like that twist. Let me see. Let me, let me actually make sure. Because I wrote these notes after watching it. <laughs> you might have, you might have changed your mind after you thought about it. I, I didn't get the antagonist's motive. They're trying to they're trying to test drugs on human subjects without them living with the long-term effects or, of whatever their drugs are. It makes no sense. Where's the FDA? So I was thinking logistics. Oh, they're on an island outside of America. They're, their families are on vacation. They know FDA. FDA is federal. Oh. Yeah, they were on vacation. They went to like some island. Oh, okay. So the FDA wouldn't have no jurisdiction over there. Right. That makes that's, That would be why they're there. Hmm. Mm. I mean, only that spoon fed to me. <laughs> so you understand what I'm saying then? I guess you're over so. here arguing, <laughs> trying to be judge and jury, but you writing, writing a defendant box with me. Right. I plead not guilty, Your Honor. We have you on camera. I, I understand. That. <laughs> I got four eyes. I can see myself. But it's I not plead me. not guilty. Just so let you know that right now. <laughs> Mr. Goodwin, don't you sit down when I'm talking. Bitch, listen, it's over. I already, I already didn't pled it. I didn't pled it, not guilty. I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. I ain't standing for this shit. Go ahead. Your turn. <laughs> Go ahead. In the shocking news, all nine jury members allowed not guilty. Voted not guilty. While you're on the courthouse, peace, bitch. <laughs> Remember Rick and Morty when he had the, the the thing where he had to go back. He got uh, he did the Akira in the beginning of season five and he got arrested uh-huh. yeah. and he went to the courthouse. And he was like, "I love you, little sparrow," <laughs> and the judge killed himself. <laughs> and he walked out the courtroom. What do you have to say about this? Ah! 
He's probably like the crystal that says his death. Yeah, right? the yeah. crystal. And they were like, I don't know what he's saying, but he's forgiven in my eyes. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Did you hear about um, uh, the dude who created that show? Justin Roiland? Yeah. He was, yeah. turns out he's crazy. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. They took the entire show away from him. Yeah. And he's Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. My God. Can you imagine? Like, you had to be that fucking crazy. Dude. He's facing federal domestic abuse charges. They're never federal. Right. Federal. He's facing, like, 10 to life. Like, wow. Like, he's, they're saying he, like, basically kidnapped her and, like, intimidated her to stay in his house. Yeah, he literally did. Like, yeah. she wasn't allowed to leave the house. It was nuts. That's Mariah Carey shit. You know, she went through that with her first husband. Really? Yeah, he was very controlling. I forget his name. But she wasn't allowed to leave the house. She wasn't allowed to look at other men. She eventually, she spent way too much time with him. Mariah, you do your thing, boo-boo. <laughs> but you spent way too much time with him, okay? And she eventually divorced him. But, yeah, no, that messed her up. That's wow. why she's as crazy. People say she's crazy because she always speaks her mind and she's like real difficult to work with, stuff like that. She had a messed up relationship. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Mariah. That sucks. No, did you see that one New Year's Eve thing when the, the audio cut off during uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve? No. She was going to headline, there was a couple of years, like 2018, she was going to headline and the track cut and she couldn't hear anything. And it was live television, obviously. So she's just singing and she's just dancing up there. She's like, sorry, everybody, we lost track. I, I don't know what to say. Mm. So she doesn't. She has, she can't hear the song. So right. she's just going through the motions on live television on New Year's Eve, right before the ball drops. Wow. Yeah. And she was so upset. They brought her back next year because it was their fault, obviously. Yeah. And she headlined the next year. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So they they, they write righted their wrong. They did. Yeah. Did he write the wrong and old? Did he? What do you mean? Did you enjoy the movie? Oh. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so no, you didn't enjoy the movie. I thought for what it was. The expectations were low. Yeah. I thought for what it was, it was a good movie. If I had gone in with that kind of mindset, I would have liked it. But I just, no, wasn't for me. Yeah, I felt. I had I, too many. I had too many like other things. Like there's a moment. Moment I had an issue with like, just logistic wise. I like the I like this. I like the I like the premise, but I think they could have ironed out the world a little more. The world could was could have used a little more time perfecting it. There was a moment where remember that moment where he, he where one of them gets a cut. And then they like end up sewing it together. Like, mm-hmm. how is there no? How did they not see an infection in that? Because that was like a dirty, dirty knife, dirty whatever they used to like sew that person back up. Just that that like bothered me. That like took me right right out of the movie. The the logic of it. Yes. The logic of it. Logic of this world that they could have perfected a little more. They never did explain why they got old at that specific. I don't beach think they either. Did. They never explained it. No. It was just something that they, they had found out how to do. Yeah. It's just like a, a, a phenomenon within this little mm-hmm. beach, and then they were exploiting it. I, I, you know, I like explanations, and when there was no explanation, I was kind of like, really, dude? Mm-hmm. You're not going to explain it to me? Right. Even in this last movie, Knock at the, the Cabin, there was no explanation. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is what's happening, because they had these dreams. And da, 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 da. I can see that. There's, that's kind of a... Because we don't know what's going on in the real world sometimes. So we just go about our lives, and things happen, and we're like, why did that happen? Oh, we'll never know. Is this the real <laughs> world? <laughs> Or is this a movie? This is a yes or no question. You know what I want to say. I do know what you want to say. But this is a yes or no question. I'm waiting for your answer. And I'll wait. Yes. Thank you. Because this is a movie. Right. This is not the real world. No. Stop trying to make it that way. (laughs) To all you filmmakers, you know who I'm talking to. Enough. I want to see Iron Man fly through every movie. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I don't care if it's Midsommar. I just want to see him in the back. Of, That's fine. Okay. Somebody throw a pie. That's what old needed. It needed a fucking pie. I can see that. Someone throw. There's a clown. Just run out there and just. Do 
you want to do you want to say your premise your your hypothesis your what is the hypothesis that's the right word i'm looking for i don't know what you're trying to say so i wouldn't I, know the I word i think you invented that didn't you a oh, word hypothesis no no i'm <laughs> no, naming a pie like where, th- where's the pie? Like we we say that to each other because I think you came up with that. Right? Oh, I definitely um, um, stole it uh, somewhere. No, I didn't steal. I definitely came up with that. Yeah. So his, somebody his, throw a pie. His premise is like if if there needs to be drama somewhere, you can't just go a long period in a movie without some drama. So you need a pie. You need that pie in a phase. You need that drama. Yeah, right? you need something to get the audience going, get the heart rate up a little bit. Either it's funny or it's dramatic or it's you know not over the top, but yeah, you know like somebody come in and shake up the movie. Yeah. Let, let me know that you're actually trying to entertain me. Right. I think that's just lacking sometimes in movies. It's like, oh, I'm trying to move the audience. Move me where? I'm in a seat, bitch. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> where, where are you trying to go? Does this seat move? I ain't signed up for this. I ain't pay for this. I ain't paid for 40X. Yeah, where's my seatbelt? <laughs> so I ain't lock, don't lock me in. And 40X moves too much. I had a fucking headache. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Watching that Into the Spider-Verse like thing. Whiplash. Yo! <laughs> um, so yeah, old was okay. Yeah, it's an okay movie. It's and he's an okay filmmaker. Yeah. He's like, that's a good point. I, I'm going to like try that for the first next one. Don't have any hopes. Just like go in blank, blank, blank slate. Right. I mean, he's never made, I wouldn't call The Sixth Sense a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie, but uh, he's never made like a Inception right. or a Dark Knight, talking about Christopher Nolan, because they kind of came the same way at the same time. Yeah. He's never made a La La Land. Right. Something that just blew the roof off the place. And everybody was just like, yup. Something everyone's talking about. Yeah. Like, Sixth Sense, yeah, that twist is huge and it's iconic, but like, is the movie. Right. It's just the twist, you yeah. know? So it's like, he's never made a movie that's like, oh, that movie from start to finish is bang. Yeah. Like, boom. Like, ba boom. Right. Like, boom, bang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do. He's never done that. Nah. He's got the boom sometimes, like, boo. Right. He just has the bang. He doesn't have the boom. His twist. He's all about twist. Preach, honey. <laughs> but yeah, Let's I mean, see what he does next. Well, well, he did not knock at the cabin. Did you watch Knock at the Cabin? No. Oh yeah, I think it's on streaming service now. I think it's on Peacock. It's a Universal movie. I keep go thinking, check that out. I'm getting that confused with Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Too many cabins. Two cabins. <laughs> there's more. There's out one there. in the woods and there's a knock at the other one. It's <laughs> also dead evil. There's no cabin in that title, that movie. But there is a cabin in the movie. Oh, you're talking about just cabins in general? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> upset me. Too many cabin movies. upset movie. me. There's okay. too many cabin movies. Too many cabin movies. Did you watch Evil Dead? Evil Dead Rise? The new one? Not the new one, no. no? Is it good? I haven't seen it. It's on Peacock. No, no I'm not. You don't like that scary stuff. Right. I don't like that. I don't you like don't that. like scary? No, I'm not a big scary. I like scary with the story. Mm. I don't like slasher scary. Scary just for the purpose of scary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like like Barbarian. If you see that, was a new movie came out. That was good. That um, was good. I liked um, Ready or Not. That was a good movie. About the lady who was going to get married. And it turns out that it was like a ritual to keep the family alive. They had to play um, Hide and Seek and Killer. It came know. out a couple years ago. I yeah, starring um, Samara Weaving. It was one of those original movies that made a nice chunk. Not a huge chunk of money, but it made a nice chunk of money at the theater. Sure. Yeah, it was like she was marrying into this rich family. But the rich family had a tradition that if they, they play a game and they have to pick which game by random, by this magic box because their great-great-grandfather made a deal with somebody to get them all that money and all that wealth. They had to play this game for every person who comes into the family. And if you land on hide-and-seek, then you had to kill that person. Wow. And if you don't kill that person, everybody dies. And they didn't know if it was true or not, but they were going along with it. Right. And this year, they played the game with Samara Weaving's character, and it turned out they had to play ready or not. And so everybody was trying to kill her. She was running around the mansion, and at the end, she, she had, they had to kill her before sunrise. Of course, she makes it to sunrise, and then nothing happens, right? Nothing happens, and nothing happens. They're like, oh, it wasn't real. They start blowing up one by one. Wow. 
Wow. Like they just start like literally That's blood cool. everywhere. And it gets down to her person she was going to marry. He's the last one. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm the poof <laughs> all over her. She's like <laughs> licking the blood and spitting it out. Like just no emotion. Just yeah. like, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a nice little, people don't say it's an original movie. That's a nice little original movie. You just, like you just didn't go see it. Yeah. Because it wasn't The Flash. It. <laughs> it was marketed nice. It was, was a nice it? marketing push. Out? What year? 2019, 2018 was one of those movies. I was working at um, AMC Cherry Hill, so it had to be right after college. So we graduated. Yeah, it was 2019, right after college. Summer oh. 2019. Wow, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I think that's on Ready. I think that's on Peacock, too. I think that's a Universal movie. Right. I was just seeing it. Actually, I was watching it on Sling. Oh. Funny enough. <laughs> I was watching. Putting back between that and iRobot. You ever seen iRobot? Um, Starring Will Smith? And yes, I actually saw that in class one day in like middle school or high school. Hey, what are they showing you? <laughs> that, they also showed me, Bill, uh, what's it called? The, the, the Bill, Kill Bill in school too, in high school. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> nah, that's fucked up. <laughs> My high school is pretty wild. I can imagine. They yeah. showed me Frozen. <laughs> really? I went to Catholic school. It was like let it let it go, motherfucker, let it go. Cause you ain't even watching no Kill Bill. That's that's against, mm -mm, they praying. Not Kill over Bill. here, nah. Mm -mm. <laughs> but let's go ahead and wrap this up. Take yeah. us home, Benjamin. It's been a good episode. Thank you for joining us, guys. On um, what is it, the show? Hollywood highlights. <laughs> My God, <laughs> it's your show. Like you named it. <laughs> a brain fart. I wanted the Hollywood hustle. That's not okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Hollywood Highlights. See, it just rolls off the Thank tongue. Thank you for the Hollywood joining us on the Hollywood hustle. <laughs> Hollywood Highlights just rolls off the tongue. There's actually a movie called The Hollywood Shuffle. You know that? Yeah, I saw that. It was a good movie. Liked it? Yeah. I never saw it. Really? No. It's good for it's indie, so I don't think you would like it. But because it, it doesn't have a full like story from beginning to end, they have, kind of make little cuts like little advertisements. You know, like they do in um, like Robot Chicken kind of thing. Oh yeah, Hollywood like. Yeah. Was by a black director. Yeah. It was more yeah, and that's that was like kind of their selling pitch. And mm. it had a good point at the end, which was like the main guy wants to be an actor, I believe, and then they, he finally gets booked for a big role, but it says a drug dealer. He's like, Do I really want to be doing this as a I black man? I forget the actor's name, but that was his story. Yeah. Because he was an actor first. Oh, that first. was his actual name. His I mean his actual story. Yeah, he was an actor first. There's a documentary on Netflix called They Don't Want Us or whatever. And he was talking about it or so yeah, I think he was talking about it and he was like, Yeah, I was an actor who had an agent and everything and but all they were trying to book him for this is the eighties was drug dealers up he didn't want to do it. So his career was floundering until he made that movie as a commentary on what was going on at that time. They only wanted like Eddie Murphy types. Wow. They wanted to look like Eddie Murphy or something like that. Like yeah. Interesting. I didn't I can't believe that. I'm blanking on his name, but yeah. Let's do him justice. Let's do him justice. Richard Dawson. <laughs> is that his name? Can we just call? It? I think it's a Richard. I do think it's a Richard. He starred in it too. Yeah, he was the star of it. Robert Townsend. Right, I knew it was an R. Yeah, you knew. I knew You're it was ready. an R. Yeah. Robert Townsend, who paved the way for the next big black director, whose name we all know, Mr. Spike Lee. Right. Who was like the big one that came out? Yeah. You ever see Do the Right Thing? No, I have to. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> Goodbye, Fuck guys. <laughs>